All right, everybody, welcome to the Indie Flicks podcast. This is your co-host, Alan, and this week I am blessed with uh, an interview with the talented and 16-time award-winning filmmaker, Michael Matteo Rossi. Welcome to the show, my man. Uh, thank you so much. It's great to be here. 16-time award winner, man. That is beautiful. That is beautiful. Now, it, is that all foreshadowed? That's like some I mean, Ric Flair thing. <laughs> I mean, that's I see like you Rick have a, a wide range. Time. Yeah, you have a wider range of films, man. And so 16-time award winning, not just nominated, award winning. That's very uh, commendable for you, man. That's congratulations on all your hard work and your accomplishments. Thank you, man. It's uh, it's been a long journey so far, and I feel like I'm still just getting started. There's there's a lot more to do. There's a lot more that I want to do. Right, right. I, I understand that. Let's get right into it. So, um, sure. was there a particular film uh, that got you interested? A particular film or filmmaker that inspired you to into uh, becoming a filmmaker? Yeah, that's that's a good question. I think. Um, one of the earliest films that I saw way too young, it scared the hell out of me, but it made a really big impression on me, was actually Terminator 2. Nice. Um, yeah, yeah. So that that came out when I was like four. And I remember my cousin showed it to me on VHS probably the year later. So I was like five, <laughs> maybe six, super young, scared the hell out of me. But like, I just I was like, oh, my God, this is still amazing. And then obviously, you know, you watch it when you get older and then you really appreciate like <laughs> everything, how it's shot, the, the action. Like if, if you ask me that the action and that looks better than most films now. Exactly. I mean, Absolutely. It, right. It still 100 percent holds up. So that was just amazing. And then, of course, like, you know, people like Scorsese I grew up on on, you know, Goodfellas, Casino, and then some of the other kind of gangster crime films, Carlito's Way, Scarface, Godfather, Pulp Fiction, uh, Reservoir Dogs, all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, I just, I'm very influenced by like 80s and 90s films. I just, that's, I'm a product of that. Yeah, um, <laughs> you know, yeah, I just, I feel like now, don't get me wrong, there's still good films now, but I feel like now it's all just, the reboots, remakes, yep. rehashings of stuff. And it's, where's that originality? Or where's that, give me those really good stories, you know, where it's just not, let me let me virtue signal or let me score political points, but it's all BS. It's all yep. talk. Yep. It's all just pandering. I'm being real. I'm, I'm being real, you know, and Absolutely. you see that and, think about not to not to shoot on it too much but think about why why do you think the oscars gets horrible ratings now because yep. people don't want to see pandering they want to see yep. people people just thanking their cast and crew and families and all of that not just exactly. pandering exactly um, you're absolutely right i mean yeah, and then the same year um, every year it's the same people over and over again that gets yep. the same group of people you know so it's like what's the point of watching sure. already know who win i haven't watched any of those major <laughs> awards since i was early 20s and oh exactly yeah i, I just because i already I, I see oh this person made a movie this year they're gonna most likely they're win. gonna win it right, right. <laughs> yeah. it's, you it's know, all and, that and 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 i i'm just like dude let's get back to good storytelling let's get yes. back to those good things i mean it's crazy to think even like 20 years ago early 2000s like 
there were some really good films. And then I'm like, mm-hmm. something's shifted in the last five or so years where it's just, man, like they care more about scoring political points than yep. telling stories. It's like film is an escape. Film is a way. Let's just create right. some art. All right. Exactly. We get enough of the stuff that we see on social media and news and all that stuff. People don't want to see that. You get blood in our face in the film. Mm-hmm. Exactly. People just want to be entertained. It's just like, uh, yeah, anyways, not to go on some crazy <laughs> venting stuff. I know you're absolutely but, right, though. I love it. But I will say, interesting thing is the one positive thing about being an indie filmmaker is I get more creative control. I yeah. get to choose the stories that I want to do. I get to choose the cast that I want. Um, And that's one good thing. So I might not have the budget, of course, but at least I got some creative control to tell the stories I want to tell. Yep. Yep. And that right there is exactly why, you know, we do this indie film uh, podcast because we want to promote you guys. We want to get you guys out there because you guys make creative and outside the box movies it's not the same and and i'm gonna say this because so i don't normally watch uh drama films or thriller films like right. how shadows is but when yeah. i started watching this i'm like this is a really good movie you know it, 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 you. it, it the story is great the acting is great the twist Thank and the plots man that's really good and it's it's different than what you normally see. And I'm so happy that you did that because I'm just like you. I'm tired of seeing the same old, oh, let's reboot this and remake this, you know. Um, That's, it's you like when it. the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre came out, what was it earlier this year? And it was a hot mess. Yeah. You know, and it's like, oh, there's I'm so sure many people. Yeah, it was terrible. So many uh, indie <laughs> filmmakers that's done slasher films. If you want a slasher film, won't you support these indie films and give them larger budgets, you know, so yep. they can yep. do, I mean, these people that we've talked about earlier in our podcast, like Tori Jones and Sean Burkett, they did their uh-huh. films on peanuts, you know what yep. I mean? Absolute peanuts, but they made a great film. Like you said, yep. you know, to your point, you know, with great stories, we already know the story of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Give us something unique. Give us something unique, and then they get a bloated $50 million budget. The whole thing yes. is crazy. And, and it's like, damn, man, give me like, give me, give me freaking 2% of that budget, man. Give me, give me something like that. <laughs> you know? So, so Shadows, though, that was technically my longest uh, film as well, in terms of we shot it for 25 days, 25 oh, days. Okay which still doesn't seem like a lot in terms mm-hmm. of like big budget stuff, but no, it was, I mean, the, the, the actors were there again. I mean, we can get into it whenever you want, but you, you, and you probably maybe recognize some faces and some oh, people absolutely. like that. Like um, even the guy playing Axel, he was, uh, first of all, he was the kid in Kazam, but he was yep. also, and you remember Kazam, he, he also was, um, was in a Bronx tale. He played yep. the kid in the Bronx tale. And then, yeah, I definitely uh, recognize. I can't never remember his. Is this Francis David Labraga from from Sons of Anarchy? Yeah, him and Francis yeah. Coppola, who played Weevil in yeah. uh, uh, what's her name uh, in, in Veronica Mars. Veronica yeah. Mars, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I love Mr. Veronica Mars. So I was, when I started watching, I was like, wait a minute, is that Weevil? I was like, man, he he's got an all cast he, in this movie. I, that's what I'm saying, dude. I I I felt like I had something special with it. Again, some of the other actors, like um, 
Krista, the the mom, she's been mom, in a lot yeah. of stuff. And then Krista's friend in it, Jasmine, played mm-hmm. Ice Cube's wife in all those barbershop movies. Exactly. And you were, yeah, and and um, and you know a bunch of others. Eric Etabari Dean, he he's been in a ton of stuff too. Mm-hmm. So we, I mean, we we had we had a solid cast, man. Like I was, that was good, and just like seeing it all come together, like you know, and and real quick, you know, with shadows little bit of influence with terminator 2 the whole protector vibe the whole yeah, thing buddy. Yeah, I probably exactly. picked up on that um the whole kind of him taking care of you you have you have the mom and then the son and then you yep. got the protector yeah the uncle exactly um, and that whole dynamic that he's got to do and now that you and, say that i totally see it now yeah you see it right you see it um <laughs> And then we even had like some cameos, like he's, he's big on like Instagram and YouTube and social media. We had, um, Simeon Panda, who's that really ripped guy. Who's, yeah. who's, um, like huge bodybuilder, like huge thing. Awesome guy, but he's got like a massive following. So we had him in it. I'd worked with him before. Great guy. So no, we had, we had some, <laughs> some good people. Good and you did a fantastic it. job with what you had. You, you know, that was Thank a really you. good film. At the age of 19, you sent your film, uh, Our, Lo- uh, Our Lost Translation. Was that yeah. your first film that you did? Yeah, it was a little four minute short. We shot in six hours. Funny, that was 15 and a half years ago. We shot that <laughs> in, in Jan- early January of 07. I was on um, break, winter, still winter break from college. And we just shot that and I was hooked. I'm like, I'm like, this is, <laughs> this is what I want to do, man. And then it yeah. got into a few festivals. Yeah, it got into a few festivals and I kind of never looked back. I'm like, dude, this is my calling. This is, this is literally my calling. You get the and, book. <laughs> uh, I really did, man. I was hooked. Shoot me the hell up. I'm, 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 I'm hooked, you know? <laughs> um yeah i see that like i said you you sent it to the like the la short film fest and so you get that whole how did that whole experience your first film getting accepted into a a huge film festival like that oh yeah no it was amazing like i just submitted on on like the website where you know but now everything just gets uploaded where even back then shows how much stuff has changed since (laughs) 07 i had to burn a couple of dvd copies hard mail that out yeah putting it on like a vimeo link and stuff right right? and and (laughs) and hard mail that out do all that it got in and i remember it it premiered at this amc theaters in burbank and it was like a packed house because there were other shorts in there i was there with like my lead actors and all that and i just remember like you know people clapping at the end and 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 just seeing it all that man this is what I live for. So obviously since then with, with features and all that, just mm-hmm. multiply that by like a thousand <laughs> in terms of how that feels. Right. Um, I, you, you know, you, you chase those highs. Like I, I love that mm-hmm. stuff. So like, with the film, Our Lost yeah. Translation, tell us a little bit about that film. Oh, it, it was, I mean, I learned a lot since then, but it was, it was basically, it was like a film about not judging people on face value and mm-hmm. all of that. So it was, it was something where it's like, no matter what, how you act, what you look like, all that, people are always going to judge you at face value, yeah. but sometimes part of my French, it'll bite you in the ass. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. where it's like you know oh man you know that that isn't how i th- the person really is so i think i was just trying to do a message of like get to know somebody everybody's a human man like we we you know we have feelings all of that it's like Mm -hmm. somebody might on paper be like oh damn but get to know somebody and if somebody's an a-hole leave whatever all that yeah get to know them though you can't just judge them right out the gate exactly and and i feel like almost now more than ever we're all about that now we're all about people judging other people like crazy (laughs) with everything um so i'm like you know, so that that was cool, but it it lit a fire in me, man. It it lit a fire in me that I I just like this is not an easy business, man. Being in anything for right. over fifteen years, but uh, but I was just like, damn, I gotta just make more, and then I just kept <laughs> making a few more shorts. You know, yeah, just climb so, that ladder. <laughs> exactly, keep going, like you said, you chasing know? it high. Um, yes. So. My co-host and I, as you already know, uh, we watched and discussed your film Shadows on our podcast a couple uh, episodes back. So for, for those who haven't seen it, can you tell them a little bit about uh, the film, like the log line and what's it about and how you come up with the idea? Sure, sure. It's basically, it's a story about this 18-year-old guy, Cody. He's dabbling, starting to get into some drug dealing and all of that type of stuff. And his mom, who's a prostitute, um, who's who's a strange mom, kind of comes back into his life and they want to rekindle. She's like clean now, all that. But he doesn't want to have stuff to do with that. So through chance, a lot of stuff is through chance, coincidence, circumstance, everything. He gets a hold of this really special kind of purest drug type thing. And um, and basically that connects him to I don't want to explore to somebody who also is somebody from his past family, mm-hmm. all that. But the main kingpin who kind of has a hold on this drug basically puts a hit on the kid, wants to find it. And then the rest is just a, a kind of protector story. The guy's got to protect the kid, all of that. And then there's this epic showdown. You remember that? Yeah, buddy. Uh, which is, this is crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But no, man, I, I so so that's kind of what it's about. But I'll say it like and I've said it before. I really, really it's the best film I've ever done so far. I, you, you, you heard it here again. You heard it here. <laughs> um, it is the best film. If anybody wants to ask what I consider my best work, it's Shadows. Mm-hmm. And also, if there's one film, just one film somebody needs to watch of mine, I would say Shadows. Yeah, Shadows was dope. Um, That's, with shadows yeah. along with the other films, uh, and I'm and I meant to ask you about the our lost in translation. Is there anywhere that uh, people can find it and watch it? Or oh you, man, you get the, it's, you get the yeah. hidden. <laughs> I it's yeah, I don't think so. It's it, you know, but because it was from so long ago, I'd probably have to dig up a CD or something, burn that, but uh, <laughs> but burn that onto something. Um, but if somebody, I'll say, I always say, if somebody wants to see something besides Shadows, I would recommend my film Chase. My yeah, I was going to ask you Chase. about yeah. I don't know if you saw that. So Chase, Chase to me is my second best film currently okay. out. Um, and it's actually my most successful film. If okay. that you. Again, we got to see how Shadows does. It's still fresh, <laughs> all that. Um, yeah, it's still fresh. Chase, yeah, Chase is... is um, 
is a, another really good film. And I think you would like that film too. It's free on Amazon and Peacock and a bunch okay. of that. But, um, but that's a good one. And the lead villain in that is, uh, do you know who Ari Spears is? Yep. You remember that yep. stand-up Mad TV. TV. Yeah. Yeah, Mad TV. Boom. <laughs> yeah. And he killed it. He killed it. So funny. Okay. It's like these comedians. Oh, he killed it, man. Um, these comedians can do drama so damn well. Yeah. I'm serious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm definitely going to check so, that out. So you said it's on Amazon, right? It's on Amazon for free. You can stream it. If you have Amazon, it's it's on Amazon for free. Amazon Prime. So um, I think you'd like it. I actually think you'd like it too. It's uh, it's about a hitman. So definitely has cool. some some action. But you always see I'm just I'm trying to step it up. But I just I feel like Shadows shadows is that like really it feels like a complete film doesn't it like with with all the characters and it really comes full circle right you know that's at least what i i mean i'm biased <laughs> but I'm saying, yeah 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 you yeah know? you definitely see the arc and the characters especially the yeah. mom and son's relationship at the beginning yes. absolutely at the beginning they just hated each other you know what i mean well yep. he hated her rather but you can see the change in the so random trivia, random little mm -hmm. trivia, I'll just say, you might find this interesting in that kind of beginning scene where they're outside the car and they're, they're yelling at each other and yeah. all that. And she slaps him. Mm -hmm. that? that was a real slap. We didn't oh, need to add any sound. It, I mean, he was, he stayed in it. It was good, but she slapped the shit out of him. Yeah, she did. <laughs> like, I'm serious. So that was real. That was real. <laughs> So he took it like a champ, I tell you. <laughs> she, just, she just was in it. Boom. Just totally <laughs> messed him up. Um, now, was that a direct what? slap? Like you told her to slap or was that part of the emotion? No, see, that's the thing. I think it was the emotion. I think that they were in it. They were just feeding off the adrenaline. And, right. you know, sometimes the actors, you're just in the moment so much that, like, he didn't break. He didn't just like, oh, oh cut. No, he's stuck in it. And that's the take. That's the take that we kept in because it. it was real and raw, and it just it it worked. I love actors that are just boom. They just go in there like soldiers, man. They just mm -hmm. go in there and and they're Full all about it. character. they They commit. Um, so that interesting <laughs> thing, you know. <laughs> so, what would you say is your proudest moment? during the production, from pre-production to up on the screen, what would you say would be your proudest moment with this film? That's a, that's a good question. Um, I really am happy with how the end climax worked out. Mm, so mm. we shot that, that was five days. Okay. Five days shooting all of that, coverage like crazy, the everything. Right. And I think it was, look, it was difficult to shoot. I'm not gonna lie. Mm -hmm. The funny thing is the day that we were going to start day one of those five days, mm -hmm. the original location owner we were going to shoot at bailed on us oh, the day that man. we were going to shoot. So, no way. Yeah, so I had to scramble and thankfully I hit up my neighbor and he just saved me on this, but I was freaking out because literally the afternoon we were supposed to film and we were, or, excuse me, we were supposed to film that night. So literally a few hours before in the afternoon, the guy's like, oh, sorry, you can't film there. So I'm like, oh, dude, not only do man. we need a place, right. Yeah. I'm like, do not, not only do we need a place for tonight, we need a place plus 
four more days after. A couple tonight. more days, exactly. And, and yep, so I was like freaking out off of that, but thankfully it worked oh. out. And I actually think it worked out better. And and I I honestly think even that blip, and you you've seen it, that whole action thing, the little shootout that you saw, mm-hmm. like credit to my editor, like and everything. It's one of my proudest things. I think that looks really good. Oh, the movie, yeah. That's like I said, it was one of my favorite scenes, and that was really, really dope. I love Thank how you. even building up to that moment, you know, you yeah, get ready. The tension. For, you know what I mean? The tension. Yeah, exactly. And that goes back to great writing, great storytelling, and great Thank directing. You. Hey, this is Johnny. And this is Mandy. From Brother Brother Beercast. That's right. We are your premier podcast in arts and entertainment. So whether you want to hear about the arts and entertainment in Indianapolis or you want to be a part of the show, check us out at brotherbrotherbeercast.com. You're listening to Indie Flicks with Kells and Wheels. Yes, we're talking to Michael Matteo Rossi, 16-time uh, award-winning filmmaker. Uh, he has a long list of uh, feature films, including Shadows, which we, we just d- discussed a couple episodes back, and Chase, which came out in 2019. Uh, what about misogynist? Misogynist. <laughs> back in misogynist, oh man. I, I couldn't make that film now, I'll tell you that much. Right? <laughs> uh, you know, that, that would... It's crazy. That was my first solo directed film. And we shot that whole thing in seven days, if you believe that. And, you know, I wanted to tell and, and, you know, I still that is a very polarizing film for Mm -hmm. people will either really like it and see what I'm doing. And then there'll be people that are like, this is a disgusting film, all of that. And I'm like, (laughs) what I wanted to do was just tell a cautionary tale about some crazy people it was basically about this dude who um this crazy like misogynistic sociopath who taught young men the art of controlling women you know all that and the funny thing is the guy playing him john burdell he's like married to his high school sweetheart he's like the nicest dude all that (laughs) right the funny thing is when i first sent him the script he was probably like, I think he literally was like, hell no, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to be the most hated man on earth. And, and it was actually his wife that was like, hey, you know what? This will be a challenge for you. Give it a shot. Right, and yeah. he won. He won best actor at the L.A. Underground Film Festival. He won the best lead actor, um, which was cool. So that as well is free on, um, on Amazon and all that. So if you want it, you could check it out. Fair yes. warning, fair warning. It is pretty disturbing. That is probably my most swear-ridden uh, film ever. I think an f bomb every like twenty seconds. Right, um, but that's who the but, the character is. Yes, but you will also see my progression as a filmmaker. So I did that, or we shot that in thirteen. Uh, mm-hmm. Came out in fifteen, and I think you would see from there to shadows. You'd see this elevation. Um, of me in terms of story acting uh how it's shot the whole bit like, right because i want to i want to keep going up if i was going <laughs> down there'd be a problem right yeah exactly exactly so uh, what what scene do, would you say you enjoy directing the most in the film shadows 
Another good question. Um, you know what? It's interesting. Just go with me on this one. The the very first scene in the film where Cody meets uh, Michelle, one of uh-huh. the, the hookers, and we have that dynamic. They had such great chemistry, and we were shooting that. It's it's about twenty minutes east of LA, of like main LA, but it was like a quiet neighborhood, all that. But there was that alleyway. And everybody was just getting along and they just had such chemistry where honestly, as a director, man, I didn't even need to give them any direction. They wow, just, they just, great. they just worked their magic. And I'm like, dude, I'm so proud of you guys. I'm like, you guys just killed that. There was that dynamic. There was, mm-hmm. there was a little bit of that, that flirtingness, you know, the whole bit. And, and I'm like, dude, they just <laughs> killed it. Right. So that was that was a fun one um, where I wasn't stressed at all. I was just like, you know, Maybe it was right. cool. Um, <laughs> ironically, the I was really worried about the day with um, where Dean faces Simeon, the big guy, where they yeah. get into that fight. But that actually went really, really well um, and and a lot smoother than I thought. So it was it was all good. And like I said, that the end climax scene, I was just stressed out, man. That was the yeah. thing. I was just stressed. Especially by the time, because you didn't lost the, the, the location. You had to find the location. Oh, yeah. I bet we you had know. to block it differently. We had to go through all of the blocking of where the actors were going to be because it was a whole new location. Mm-hmm. We had to find certain spots. Okay, this is where we're going to do this and that, everything. So I was stressed, but... That's that's an amazing scene too. But I would say the very first scene, I was probably the happiest. <laughs> right. Know, so for whatever that's worth. Like I mentioned, you know, we discussed yeah. the, your film a couple episodes back, and I absolutely loved it. Kells, I loved mm-hmm. it too. But I have mm-hmm. my favorite character in the whole film. But I am uh, my curious. favorite character. Oh, my favorite character definitely was Weaver. I love me. Well, mm-hmm. I, I can't remember his character's name. Axel. I just, Axel. Axel, that's right. I just know him yeah. as Weevil. He's going to always yeah. be Weevil to me. If I see him in person, yes. I probably accidentally call him Weevil. He'd be like, that's not my damn name. But- he's a good guy. <laughs> he's, a, he's a really good guy. We actually live about 10 minutes away from each other. So really? like, we're, we're, we're close and he's a good dude. He's a good guy. Um, super nice guy in real life. Like right. he's almost in, in blessing, man. He's just, He's almost too hard on himself sometimes, I feel like. He goes, like, oh, you think I did a good job? I'm like, hell yeah, you did a good hell job. Hell yeah, you did a good job. So, like, yeah, he was my favorite favorite player. I mean, a fair, uh, actor, uh, he, character, excuse me, in his family. He, he's amazing, man. And it's, you know, with that end climax where you see that emotion, dude. I mean, every actor is different in how they prep. And I don't know if this secret, like, every like. He, I'm telling you, before the camera was there, he needed a second to compose himself. But for a lot of those scenes, no joke, he would scream like crazy right before we started to film just to get in there. Right. He would scream so loudly you thought someone was getting killed. All right? Like, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. Everybody has their own methods, but that was his method a bit when we were filming. And, and hey... And it worked. Who am I to say anything? Yeah. He, he he killed it. Like you, you know? said, you could see it in his eyes. You could see it in his eyes. But I I loved having that dynamic where there was some competition between Axel and Dean. Mm-hmm. Where Axel mm-hmm. Weevil uh, would would feel a little jealous that Dean right. was like the favorite Man. of mm-hmm. Nicholas, mm-hmm. of the main guy. Main so yeah. 
it's a bit of that kind of Cain and Abel biblical rivalry, jealousy, you know. Right, I love that. And and that's what I do. I'll say I'm also influenced by some some kind of biblical stuff, some Shakespearean stuff, Mm -hmm. um, all of all of the greats like that you know, you, you get influenced by. That's some uh, great inspiration right there. Yeah. Great inspiration. <laughs> I keep it subtle. I keep it subtle. I put my own spin on it, but taking from some of those stories about family units and, and, and everything and revenge. Yeah. Uh, it's, that's what I do. So, uh, if you had a chance to remake, uh, you had a chance to remake a film, what would it be, mm. regardless of the genre? Well, I'll tell you something, man. This might not be the answer that you want, but a part of me wouldn't remake anything because some of the greats are beautiful just and the way that the they way are. Exactly. Good you answer. That? So, Love that answer. So, like, <laughs> remake Goodfellas or The Godfather? Hell no. Remake The Shining? No. You know, no. <laughs> like, I... I I hell no, you know, I like let the greats be how they are, you know, yeah. let it let it stand the test of time, which most have because they're great. I just want to make original stuff. Gotcha. You know, love it. So we and, got to the part of our uh, interview where, like, at the end of our podcast, uh, we yeah. uh, so I went out and got this book. It's called 3000 yeah. Questions About Me. Nice. Nice. <laughs> and, nice. I like it. It asks the most random questions I've ever seen in my life. I love it. <laughs> Dude, I'm all about that. I'm all and see, about you that. said earlier that you was okay with it. I'm guess. totally I'm, I'm totally okay with it. You can okay. hit me with anything, man. No, no problem. See, I'm picking right smack in the middle. I, I, yeah. I, let me see. You I'm want the curious, left or right man. page? Bring, bring it on, dude. Bring it on, man. You want the left or right page? Right. All right, let's go. Through, let's see. Oh, okay, here we go. What celebrities crib would you love to take a tour of? Oh, damn, man, that's <laughs> tough. I would say Sylvester Stallone. I heard he had a dope crib. And I would and, say and, that. And I just heard, like, I can't remember where I heard it from. I wouldn't say it was, they was talking about it when, like, when they first did the, what's that restaurant they had? The Planet, something Planet. Planet uh, Hollywood. Planet Hollywood. Hollywood, yeah. And somebody yeah. was asking a lot of stuff. He had a lot of memorabilia and things like that. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. So his, I don't know if he still lives there or anything, but it was priced at something like 150 mil. Jeez. And it's, oh yeah, it's in Beverly Hills, like, but tucked away, like, up there. And, like, I'd seen some pictures of it. It looks amazing. It makes the Scarface Mansion look like nothing. Like it was crazy, <laughs> man. But I, I'd probably check that out. I also, whatever you want to say about him, like I respect the man's hustle. I respect. I don't know if you know the story, but like he, um, he wrote the script to Rocky, and then they wanted somebody else to play they Rocky. Play yeah, mm-hmm. and, and he's like, hell no, man. Like that's me. And then look what happens. Gets blown up. So, oh yeah, and now smart, smart businessman. Mm-hmm. Because now they're recording Creed 3. So, yep. I mean, yep. so it got spinoffs to it and everything. It was only one I it didn't all particularly care for was five. So, but other than that, they were dope. I agree. I agree. <laughs> one, two, three, and four. 
I agree. And and I even like a lot of, you know, Rambo's cliffhanger, oh, yeah, Demolition absolutely. Man. All, I tell you what, Demolition Man is one of my favorites of his top three. Yeah. And yeah. if you look at Demolition Man, if you really know the film, look at it. And it's almost parallel to what's going on today. Oh, I know, dude. Isn't that crazy, man? It's like, crazy. It's, it's, there's another film you should see, too, that's similar. Um, it's called Idiocracy. Oh, absolutely. And, Love that movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, honestly, man, and look, I use it. I get it. But like social media and how the world is now, it's like people are getting dumber, man. I'm serious. I like I swear. And like, people are rewarding it. That's what pisses exactly, me off. Exactly. Exactly. So you <laughs> get it. But Demolition Man too, especially in terms of like censorship, what you can mm-hmm. say, you get in trouble for like what you say. And it's supposed to be freedom get, of speech. But yeah, like you said, we get in trouble for what we say. It's crazy, man. And it's like, dude, if we're like, I don't care what side of the aisle you're on, say what you got to say, man. And like, but I just feel like, like somebody could sneeze the wrong way and then they'll be like, no, no, you done fucked up right there. Pardon my exactly. Start. Exactly. Like, like, or yeah, like you could say the most obvious, the sky is blue. Water oh, is yes. No, no, that's not true. That's not true. Not. You'll get a hundred comments on your stuff telling you you're wrong and you're an idiot and, and everything else. It's like, are, are you, are you kidding me? It's what's it's wrong with just, me having my own opinion. That's, I just honestly, man, I think that some people just literally want to be miserable and they're so miserable that they can't find any happiness. I'm like the people that constantly to me, sorry to like go off on this tangent, oh, no, you but the, you know, the people that constantly like watch the news 24 seven and every little breaking news, every little thing yep. is like always negative, always oh, terrible, always tragic. And I'm like, I'm miserable. It's like, look, there are there are bad stuff going on now. There's always been bad stuff going mm-hmm. on. Maybe it's highlighted more, but there's always been. And and I understand it. It's not you don't need to be blind to it, but at the same time, dude, like life is short. Find some happiness in find your life. Some like, happiness. Find exactly. some like focus. Like just go out, do something. Like be Turn around off the good news. people. Turn off the news because the news, and I'm saying from all spectrums, right, left, center, all that, they all yep. have an agenda. They all do. Okay. It's goes. ratings and money. Ratings and money. It's, now, it's okay to like watch it at five o'clock to see what happened throughout the day and then going about sure. your business. But right. like you said, 24 7, and no, oh my God, did you see the news? Oh my God, you see, no, I don't watch the news. <laughs> and just gaining knowledge, like gaining knowledge from all sources. Don't take everything at face value. If yep. you hear something, dude, do your own do research, research too. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that's at least what I think. You're absolutely right. Let me fit one more question in real quick. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You went to the right page last time. Go to the left. Let me see. Yeah. Do you, I think I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask you anyway for, <laughs> for the podcast. So do you believe in ghosts? Oh, that's a tough one, man. Um, damn, hit me with that one. I'll put it this way. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I believe in, quote, ghosts like you see it typically, but I do feel like there are certain things that happen that cannot be completely logically explained, that right. there are some 
you want to call it coincidences, acts, movements, whatever you Mm -hmm. say, that you can't explain. Do I think that there's a ghost that looked like Casper? No, (laughs) no, no, no. But do I feel like there's, there are things that happen in life, in your surroundings, in your atmosphere, whatever, that are something greater than what we may know? Yeah, right. I, 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 I can dig that. I think that I've probably experienced that, um, all that. So yeah. I don't know if that answers it that nah, That's much. a really good answer. That's a really good Trying answer. Trying to get deep, right? But, <laughs> but uh, that's what I think. Like there's some things that can't be explained 100% through like logic, so, so to speak. My man, ladies and gentlemen, Michael Mateo, am I pronouncing that right? Mateo Rossi? Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael Mateo Rossi, 16-time award winner. You can find all of his films on, like, well, not all of his films, but like you said. Uh, Features, you can, yeah. Yes, the films on Amazon. Uh, you can find him on social media. What is your social media handles? Yeah, so um, uh, Facebook and Instagram, it's just my full name, Michael Mateo Rossi. Just punch it and I pop up. And then uh, with Twitter, it's at Michael Mateo Rowe, R-O, and then it'll pop up. But you you look me up and I'm there. I'm verified awesome. on Twitter and Facebook. Instagram needs to smarten up with that, you know. I I'll swear. Know that. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, and I'm, I'm like, I post pretty regularly. And like, if somebody messages me and they come at me in a nice way or like a nice chill way, way, not a right. weird way, I'll, I'll respond back, of course, right. you know. Um, I try to be pretty friendly that way. So I thank you so much for your time. We appreciate you. Shout out to my man, Michael Mattel Rossi, for being on the show. And uh, I really want to give a huge thank you to Shari Flaherty of Samira Entertainment for connecting me with Michael Mattel Rossi and getting him uh, onto our show. Uh, If you have an indie film that you'd like to suggest or know of an indie filmmaker you'd like to suggest, email us at IndieFlixPodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. So you won't miss any episode that comes out every Thursday. Thank you guys for listening and we will see you next week.